The family thought it was impossible. The atheist doctor said to abort the baby. The healthcare workers told them they were in denial. But the parents decided to believe God for a miracle, and a miracle indeed they received. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Be Healed podcast entitled, A Down Syndrome Baby Healed When Faith Prevailed. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I've been involved in the healing ministry ever since I myself was miraculously healed of cancer. And I'm here to tell you that God loves you, He wants you to be healed, and He's made a way for it to happen. Hey, for those who are new, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the Be Healed podcast and become a part of the Be Healed podcast family. Also, be sure to visit my website and join our email community by visiting stevehannett.com. And don't forget, we've got a special gift for you. All you need to do is text HEALING to 94000 and you'll receive a free gift that I know is going to bless you on your healing journey. Well, let's get ready to listen to how this child was healed of Down syndrome and the lessons we can learn from it. You're about to hear an amazing story of God's power and faithfulness. More than a story, though, it's an example of the kind of miracles that are possible in our own lives when we believe God and hold His word. When faith prevails, God's power is going to be provided and released. Now, I'm going to tell you the story of what happened, and then we'll cover some key lessons that you can apply to your own life so that you too can experience healing. Now, it all began when a member of our church family, Abundant Grace, came to me and shared that he and his wife were expecting a new baby. Now, this was an unexpected blessing because they were not planning to have any more children and their ages put them in a higher risk bracket. But soon after, they shared some devastating news that the doctors told them after the first ultrasound. And they came and told me that the baby had multiple complications. The, the baby had Down syndrome, echo bowel syndrome, a flat nasal bone, cysts on the brain, along with other abnormalities. Now, of course, the couple was emotionally distraught and they were, they were devastated and they were overcome with all the kinds of emotions that would be normal to experience during that time. But when we were able to meet, I began to encourage them about what God's word promised. It was then that they made a very life-changing decision. And they made the decision to trust the word of God, despite the natural facts that they were presented with. And they began a journey to begin to study and to pray and to enable faith to persevere in this situation. Now, as time went on throughout the term of the pregnancy, the doctor, who happened to be an atheist, began to recommend strongly that the parents abort the baby. Now, they were told that the situation was beyond treatment and that it would be better to not have the child. But the parents refused. See, the doctor again persisted, and the mother of the child did something wonderful. The mother told the doctor, you don't know my God. You see, the mother made a declaration to this doctor who was an atheist that you're working and speaking and making recommendations without the knowledge of the supernatural power of God. You are telling me to end this child's life, but you don't know what is possible in faith. You don't know what God has done. 
You don't know who Jesus Christ is. You don't know the suffering on the cross that he took. You don't know the power that God said would be released when we believe. Jesus even said this to Martha in John chapter 11, verse 40. This was Lazarus's sister who had been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And so the family was deciding that we're going to see the glory of God. So we must believe. And so it was a powerful declaration to this atheist doctor, you don't know my God. And now the parents continued to pray and hold God at his word. They studied, they persisted, and they continued to make declaration that the child was healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. But nevertheless, the parents still got conflicting reports and ultimately were told that things were not improving. They were told to basically get emotional counseling to be able to deal with the trauma of having such a child. And when the parents refused, they were told by the healthcare professionals that they were in denial. Now, the parents didn't refuse it because they were in denial. The parents were refusing it because they could not and would not accept that they would need emotional counseling because they were holding God's word that the child would be completely healed. And the couple just refused to give in to fear and doubt created by the medical reports. I mean, this is an amazing testimony because most people cave when they see medical reports. They cave. Their faith fails in the presence of reports from the doctors. Well, the day came for the baby to be born, and the doctors had um, extra medical staff there, actually, uh, on standby for the mom because they were afraid that the mom's blood pressure would, would get too high and get dangerously high when she was going to deal with the trauma of seeing the deformed child. But then the moment came. The baby was born. And to the shock of every one of the medical community, the baby appeared to be born in perfect health. And the baby was medically checked and pronounced completely healthy. <laughs> there was no Down syndrome, no flat nasal bone, no cysts on the brain, no abnormalities at all. Now, medically, they had the measurements from ultrasounds. They had the amniocentesis. They had the blood tests. They had a case that looked locked tight. but it unraveled in the presence of faith that prevailed. This baby was born healthy. And the parents thanked and praised God and the medical professionals couldn't make heads or tails of it. It was a bona fide miracle. In fact, the doctor, who again was an atheist who had previously uh, performed abortions, remember that was the doctor who was recommending to the mom and dad that they abort the child was so impacted by the event that the doctor stopped performing abortions after they witnessed this miracle. This is the God we serve. This is what happens when faith prevails in situations that seem so hopeless. And that's why every one of us should be encouraged, because when we get reports from the doctors, we have to realize that those are snapshots. They're not the end of the movie. They're just snapshots. They're just things in moments of time. 
But when God breaks in and faith in that God prevails, that breakthrough is bound to happen. And it's all about an uncompromising kind of faith that holds, I mean, clings to God's word. You see, faith refuses to entertain any other option other than what the word of God says. And so the first lesson that I'd like to give to you is entitled, Walk by Faith, Not by Sight. Paul the Apostle, when he was writing his second letter to the Corinthians, in chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And too often our faith is determined by sensory knowledge, what we can touch, what we can taste, what we can see. But I want to tell you that that is not where supernatural faith is going to be fed. Supernatural faith for supernatural miracles is going to be fed from the supernatural word of God, from the mouth of God. Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, our faith must be rooted in what we spiritually hear from God's word and not what we see. This is going to be an immediate release of a shift in your life because we're often checking symptoms, thinking about those things, and that's not where miracle power is going to be released. It's going to be released. Simply as God has said it, that settles it for me. It's done. It's finished. And it, faith like that won't entertain other thoughts and other competing information. You see, facts may be facts, but facts change. But truth never changes. So if you put your faith in facts that change, your faith is going to be constantly up and down and left and right. But if you put your faith in truth, which is God's word, then your faith is going to be steady. It's going to be solid. It's going to be resilient. It's going to prevail in the midst of facts. Why? Because you know that truth can change facts. And that brings us to lesson number two. You see, things move in the spirit realm before we see them in the natural realm. Because the realm of the supernatural world or the spiritual realm is much bigger. That's where things are being created before we ever see them appear in the physical realm. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 reveals this. It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Isn't that powerful? It says, the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. This means that we need to believe in the word of God working in the invisible realm and that that work in that invisible realm will produce and manifest in the physical realm. And this is why we must understand that the word of God is creative. You see, if we believe what we see, we're believing in that which is already created. It's already been formed. But if we believe in God's word, 
we believe in that which makes everything. So if we believe in God's word, we're actually believing in that which is in the process of creating something new. So this now makes sense. If I'm going to believe God, I've got to believe God's word, which is making something new. And I can't look at that which is already created. So when you're getting a doctor's report or you're getting some sort of symptom or some sort of information, they may be reporting on what the devil was busy doing or what darkness was busy doing or what the thief is busy doing to steal, kill and destroy. But you can go ahead and release faith and say, we're going to create a new destiny. We're going to create a new situation. And faith recreates things. It changes the facts and it brings real transformation. And thus, when we're praying for the sick, we don't look at what has been made. We look at what the word of God is making. This is why Jesus said things like in Matthew chapter 21, verse 21, he said, if you believe and do not doubt, you can speak to the mountain. You can say to it, be picked up, removed and cast into the sea. Well, you see what Jesus is saying is you can change the reality of that which seems immovable. Your faith and your speech and your declaration can actually bring a movement, a transformation to the mountain. What do you think that would do to your situation? You see, you may be lamenting that something bad is in your body. Maybe it's a tumor. Maybe it's a a cyst. Maybe it's a blood disorder. Maybe it's a broken bone or something. But God would say that our faith has the power to be able to change the situation when our faith is in God's word. Because God's word frames everything, creates everything. So this is not having faith in faith. It's not having faith in what even the doctors are doing. It's having faith in God's creative word. Another powerful example of this is found in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 to 46. And there was a prophet by the name of Elijah, and he said to Ahab, who was a king, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. Well, the Bible was describing that there was a drought that lasted for a very long time, and Elijah was declaring that he heard rain, but it wasn't raining. You see, Elijah was able to tap into the spirit realm, and he was able to discern that the answer to the prayer of the end of the drought was coming. In fact, he even sent a servant seven times to go and look and see out into the sea if there was a cloud forming because he knew that rain was coming. Most people would just look at the drought. Most people would look at the sunshine. But faith looks out over the sea and says, I see that there is going to be a cloud forming. Indeed, the cloud did form. And the rain did come. So many times, our faith needs to be ready to see that God's word is coming to pass, even if it doesn't appear the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, or the sixth time. But I tell you that in the seventh time, it will come. 
in the eighth time, whenever that time will come, faith expects it to happen. You know, Abraham was like that. And it brings us to lesson number three. It, it brings us to this idea that we've got to consider it done when we pray. The Bible says in Romans chapter four, verse 19 to 25, that Abraham, right, he got this promise 25 years before he actually saw his son Isaac born to his wife, Sarah. And and it says in Romans 4.19, it says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. It says in verse 20, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. Verse 22, it says, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, we need to understand that this was written, the Bible says in the following verses, for our edification, for our benefit, that we, like Abraham, can believe God even when the natural circumstances don't seem hopeful. This is so encouraging that our hope is determined by what God has promised not by what has been made. You never get real encouragement by looking at a cursed thing. You get encouraged by looking at the blessing of God, and that will cause that cursed thing to be diminished and disappear. It's the blessings of God that overwhelm and override the curse of sin and death. This has to be received deeply inside the heart. Because this is when we're going to be expecting breakthrough. You know, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Wow, what an awesome promise this is. Jesus is speaking this. It's the gospel of Mark. It says, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is what faith does. It receives when you pray. And that's why we've got to consider it done when we pray. So let's remember lesson number one. We don't want to walk by sight. We want to walk by faith. We want to walk by what God has said. We want to walk by what he has promised and not by sensory knowledge of changing facts. Lesson number two, we must understand that things are moving and being created in the unseen spiritual realm before we see them show up in the natural realm. And lesson number three, we want to make sure that we consider it done when we pray. We want to be persuaded in our hearts and minds that God is faithful. And these three things are going to contribute to the kinds of miracles that God is desiring to happen in your life. Now, I want to tell you, just like I tell people all the time, God doesn't love me more than he loves anyone else. God doesn't love this mom and dad who received this miracle more than he loves anyone else. You see, the Bible says that God shows no partiality. He doesn't have any favorites. But he is calling for every man, woman, and child to receive the blessings of the word of God, to receive them with faith. 
And it means that what God did for me, he'll do for you. And what God did for those parents, he'll do for you. And so it's time to make a decision like that mom and dad did that said, we're going to trust God. We're going to pursue his word and we're going to make faith prevail over the situation. And I tell you, your miracle is going to be breaking forth. And as you believe it, God is able to release it. Speak to that mountain. Tell it to move. Speak to that immovable circumstance and declare it with faith and with no doubting. And you will watch your circumstance change. This is God's promise. And the Bible says he cannot lie. So we pray that you're encouraged by this today. And I want to let you know, if you want to watch a dramatized version of this story of the healing of this Down syndrome baby, you can go to stevehannett.com and just click on the healing button on the homepage. Just scroll down, click on healing. It will take you to a page where you'll see this video and you can watch the story You can hear my testimony also as I was interviewed by Sid Roth on the It's Supernatural show. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. It's going to encourage you more. Come on. Don't even delay. Go to the website, stevehannett.com. Click on healing and watch that episode on Sid Roth's program where you can see this story reenacted and your faith to be encouraged at a new level. Well, I pray that the Lord has blessed you. Remember, share this with someone who needs it. So many are suffering. So many are afraid of sickness and disease. And the Be Healed podcast has been made to reach them, encourage them, and to see each of us receive the healing that God has provided for us. Hey, don't forget, text HEALING to 94000 and you'll be able to join our list and see the great things that are happening in the ministry, get access to news and information and resources, and you'll get a free gift there again that will bless you. It's a free chapter from my most recent book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, which will go into detail about how I got healed of cancer, and I know it's going to bless you. Well, God bless you. It's always an honor to be with you, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. 
If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.